Welcome to City Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ann. Ann, it's Monday night. You just had your council meeting. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen, but I assume that the mayor or his chief of staff made an announcement that he'll drop everything and have community meetings about how he's going to spend the remaining ARPA money or opera funds? Unfortunately, that was not the case. Oh. You know, the thing is, Ooh. is that um, other communities, other leaders are showing their true passion on how to lead. And this administration doesn't think it's necessary to discuss or to share or to let people know how they're spending the money. In fact, he thinks it's a, you know, we're just going to get in the way. So, right. <laughs> yeah. I know last Tuesday, mm-hmm. the 21st, Joe Catalano had the mayor on mm-hmm. his show. I think the mayor's on there just about every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Joe did ask him if he would have those meetings. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely not going to have it. So why don't I play a clip for you? Okay. The, the next phase was, was the ARP, which is more to get the economy moving related to COVID. And uh, I had a number of categories in there that we could use it for. We spent uh, a lot of time with Congressman Lynch and his staff on uh, the interpretation of how we could use it. And he's not getting into whether he's going to have meetings yet, Mm-mm. but he's getting into um, defining. Yeah. So there's some. it's very definitive. It, you, you can go and look at what they say, and basically there's four ways you can spend the money. And... You know, the, the way they want to spend it is you can you can either you can spend it in public health or helping your economy that was impacted by COVID. You can help it. You can spend it for premium pay. That would be a, a good example would be, you know, teachers or firefighters or police or anybody that worked at City Hall. And then there's also the use for it is for revenue loss in our communities or in the way we pay our bonds. So like the hotel motel or those areas that we have to we have debt that we have to pay. And then also in investments into infrastructure. What they're talking about there, Kevin, is roads and sores and things like that. So the $100 million EPA fine that's hanging over our heads, we could use some of this money to go towards that. Okay, so why don't we listen to this next clip? But one of the reasons the congressman put it in mayor's hands is they wanted the money on the street. They wanted it spent. They wanted it uh, to have an effect on the economy. And um, I think they realized it could get bogged down pretty easily at the local level with with, uh, you know, dealing with uh, city councils. Well, nobody's wanting it to get bogged down and people do want to know how it's being spent, but it's not meant to come into administration's hands for their own pet projects. Right. I think the intention of the money on its best level was to come into communities and serve the community as a whole because we all suffered through COVID. Businesses, families, homes, our streets aren't getting taken care of. There are a lot of things that are happening that would make our way of life better. But going out and purchasing, Kevin, taking buildings off of our tax rolls and acquiring a marina, the Verk building and the Monroe building, all of those things are acquisitions that take up, they come off of our tax rolls and they have to be maintained by now city, the city of Quincy. So the taxpayers are maintaining all of those buildings. So I'm not sure how that has a positive impact to our economy. Or it had nothing to do with COVID. It had nothing to do with COVID. And you can wrap it up and say it's education. You can potentially pretend that it's that it's tourism, but you know you just threw a bandaid of tourism in, into the Monroe right. building and called it that. None of that is true. And you know if you're only going to have the building open from ten to four, then you're not really trying to bring in extra you know extra economic value to the city of Quincy. Right. So and the big concern is I just think you know this is this is just really a piggy bank for pet projects. Right, and it goes on to say, let's play another clip. Mm-hmm. With. Uh, you know, dealing with uh, city councils and for other reasons. I mean, they they get a role to play uh, in the normal appropriation process. 
they don't have a role in this process. And I say that respectfully. Having said that, we'll certainly provide any and all information to people on how it's been spent. Uh, you know, that's not an issue at all. We've been very public about a number of those uh, expenditure items, and we'll continue to do that. So here you're saying that the city council has no role in like, appropriations. Mm-hmm. Or, so what do you think? What do you say to that? I say that the Monroe building was before us for an appropriation. And the answer was going to be no. And this administration couldn't handle the word no and went ahead and took his ARAP monies and spent it on a building that he has no right to buy. Right. Off of the taxpayers for COVID. We were supposed to be using those monies for COVID infrastructure uses. And to suggest anything else, the reason why he's not bringing it back to the city council, because the city council would have said no. And, you know, he's spending COVID money, federal money, underneath the premise that this is for something other than what it is. And he's also saying that, I think it was that clip, we were saying they're, they're tra- they've been transparent. Mm-hmm. No, they haven't been transparent. No, they have not. I mean, they've been kind of... So separate from, separate from the Monroe building, when it came to the marina, I mean, I had asked that question, are you purchasing that building? That was in June. In June and they said, the, not the, no, they said no, right to my face. <laughs> right. We basically had to shame them into mm-hmm. admitting they bought these properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not transparency. No. And you know what? The purchase and sale for the marina was back in May before the, the monies were even in our hands. Right. And I know the, the city council does have a role to play in acquiring properties mm-hmm. normally. And it's the charter. It's, it's the, the very charter, thing, right? It's the very thing we take an oath on to say that we're going we're gonna to uphold the charter of the city of Quincy and the constitutional rights mm-hmm. therefore. So let's play this other clip. So no, uh, no real hearings, though, on, on how to spend it. Uh, I don't think we need any help on how to spend it. I think this, you know, whether it's um, internal ideas, but, you know, we've had uh, a number of people weigh into me directly in person, um, email, um, texting, um, you name it, uh, all the social media platforms. There's been a lot of opinions on how to spend it. Joe asked him directly, no hearings on spending. And he mm-hmm. says, I don't think we need any help on, on, on spending, yeah. which I think, that's been true for his his tenure, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, you know, he says there's a lot of internal meetings. He's internally discussing it. You know, yeah, he gets people t- are emailing him he, and texting text messaging. Him. But yet he doesn't want to open it up to the public. He doesn't want to ask the constituents at home, the people who have lived through COVID. Yeah. You know, it's not hard. You're not going to have a hundred thousand people come to a meeting, but you might have a hundred, and they might have some really good ideas. Right. I mean, could you imagine if we actually discuss things? We have, you know, if even when you think of all the projects that we have in the city of Queens, we have talented, incredible people that live in our community. And if we tapped into those resources, we might actually have some of the things that we dream about here in Quincy. But instead, this administration has no problem spending money. That is, been, that is crystal clear to every taxpayer in the city of Quincy every time they pay their taxes and they drive their cars on the roads and they have to get their front alignment redone. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Um, not funny, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I know because we have to do it all the time to our cars. So, Councillor Andronico put this together mm-hmm. as a resolve. Resolve, mm-hmm. and so that's what we're talking about, folks. I don't think I announced that in the beginning. And it's unfortunate that you have to do that, Kevin, because really, as a leader of the city of Quincy, this administration should want to have public hearings about this money. But instead, it takes a resolve at the city council to ask, "What are you doing?" Right. So we did some research, mm-hmm. and there are other communities. Mm-hmm. 
that we did some research on. And why don't I, why don't I try to explain some of the things these other communities are doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is Fall River. Mm-hmm. They got $70 million in pandemic or American Recovery Plan Act money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mayor Paul Coogan, they gave the public their chance to weigh in on where the money should be spent. This is before the meeting, but we'll do a presentation on ARPA. We'll have the task force there and we'll listen to the public, said Coogan. Coogan has been meeting with the police and fire departments to get their pitches on their needs and how ARPA funding may be used for public safety as well as city other cities, other departments. I'm hoping to get good ideas from people for the best use of money to benefit Fall River. And then there's some other quotes here. This is after they had the meeting. Again, I, I think they had like 75 to 100 people at a meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mayor Coogan said, I like what I heard. That was said last night. It was very positive. They were on point. They were on point and they were prepared. They came with ideas and that's what we wanted. I loved it, said Coogan. Mm-hmm. So that was their general public. <laughs> yeah. And they also had a survey that asked attendees to rate a list of possible project categories in order of importance mm-hmm. and include an opportunity to write their specific project ideas. Again, then that was an administration that took their ideas and shared them in a survey to say, which ones do you think actually matter? Right. Mm -hmm. And then there are other communities. Let's see. Pittsfield, Massachusetts, they got 40 million in ARPA. The city had four public public hearings and a survey. Mayor Tyre will have final say on how the money is distributed. She attended every one of the city's four public hearings and said they were very helpful and will have an impact on the final decisions. There was a public input survey on the city's website also. Again, and, another leader that was listening. And then if you listen to the mayor's clips that I just played, he makes it sound like you have to spend this money right away. Mm-hmm. But this is Mayor Tyre responding to, to people at those meetings. She said, after the meetings, she said, we have time. And I think the most important element is hearing from the community first, mm-hmm. putting some projects in play, measuring the outcomes and continuing continuing to observe and listen to what's needed next. Mm-hmm. I think they have to till the 2024 to, mm. to, identi- to... To identify what the projects are. And 2026 gonna... to dispense of all yeah. the funds. To, to actually, yeah, to actually right. put the... So we have plenty of time, but we in the city of Quincy, I believe, has probably already gone through half of it. So. Oh, really? <laughs> probably, yeah, close to it. And I'm looking forward to having that discussion because... 2020, you know, we're, we're going to be going to new budgets. We're going to be looking for more money for different projects. And quite honestly, there's infrastructure needs that are happening here in the city of Quincy that we could be using this money for. A $100 million fine from the EPA. We're going to have to come up with that money. And it's yeah. going to be on the taxpayer's back when it could be. Actually, if we discussed it, it could be be used for this American Recovery Act money. Not right. all of it, but a good chunk of it. And she also, the mayor also said, Mayor Tyre of Pittsville, at first, we started, you know, by undertaking a study of, you know, the really remarkable opportunities this presents to us. But what are all of the regulations and requirements attached to this once-in-a-lifetime fund? Mm-hmm. So we've done some internal conversations, and our next step will be to convene sessions with various stakeholders who might be eligible for these funds. We also conduct community a community survey. Her hope is to convene a mayor's advisory council to sort to sort of help narrow the focus so that when we are ready to expand these funds, we're doing it in a most meaningful way. Mm-hmm. So they're talking to more than just their internal office. And so they feel comfortable that the process that they laid out is really going to engage people in a really transparent way. Yeah. But we know this administration doesn't like the word transparent. No. It's overused because we don't do it here in Quincy. 
And then in Lowell, Massachusetts, Lowell got 75.9 million in ARPA funding. Residents, business, and community organizations were encouraged to review information on eligible uses of the funding and submit proposals to the city by completing an online form. So proposals submitted through the public input process uh, were considered by the city's administration and the development of a multi-year spending plan for ARPA funds. The city hosted virtual public meetings to discuss the suggestions and to provide more information on plans for distributing of the funding. And this is city Man manager Eileen Donahue. The city is in the process of developing a comprehensive plan to allocate funding received through the American Rescue Plan Act in a manner that will respond to the most urgent needs of the community and that will enable us to emerge from the public health crisis in a strong, stable position. Mm -hmm. Given the magnitude of the opportunity that this funding represents, we believe it is critical for members of the community who have experienced impacts of the COVID-19 crisis firsthand to have an opportunity to share their priorities with the city. Mm -hmm. Again, it's, it's a matter of recognizing that we just went through, for the first time in the history that all of us have lived through, a pandemic. The federal government was recognizing that communities have suffered economically, and every community suffered in a different way. And what they were suggesting was the leaders of their communities were going to be given this money and that they could spend it in these four different areas. They never said that you shouldn't discuss it or share with it or collaborate with your community as to how you're going to spend it. But our administration has no problem. And these are his words. I have no problem spending it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Worcester, I think, did it a little differently. They had listening sessions and a survey, but they identified some money first. The mm -hmm. uh, city manager, Edward Augustus Jr., already outlined plans for $100 million of the ARP, ARPA funds, including about $15 million for water and sewer improvements, mm -hmm. $12.5 for housing, and $10.5 for parks. Mm -hmm. But Augustus set aside $10 million for community-driven projects that improve neighborhood vitality and quality of life. Mm -hmm. And to do that, they had three forums. Uh, the last one just wrapped up September 16th, and they're going to gather feedback from residents for that pot of money. Okay. They can also attend the meetings and speak out about the rest of the spending plan. So I guess what I'm trying to show is that I don't believe these four, and we had two last week. Mm -hmm. I think we could I keep think going. throughout the country we could find... Yeah. These city managers, mayors that um, recognize that we all went through this together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have money, and this is, we're not going to get this money again. No, this is a one time. So to put it to use for the whole community, yeah. not just for a mayor to take it and spend it the way he's thought about for years, probably. Mm -hmm. You know, he's probably driven by things and said, well, well, we that know, would be nice. We know for a fact that the marina or that area, they wanted to purchase land. They wanted to do something 10 years ago down. Same, th same thing they're kind of doing right now. Right. But the thing is, that was discussed before that money even came in. That that purchase and sale was even done before. They, they, are, they, already, they already committed to buying that. They didn't know where they're going to get the money from, but they committed to buying that. And... To say like this is this is the this is an economic driver for the sequency that's going to help us get through COVID in the next two or three years. After we have to put more because like, it's it's a it's a contaminated site. We're going to have to put more money into it, and it's not going to drive the economy in Quincy. The COVID money that's coming into Quincy was meant just like it was for every community to help stabilize our community and get us back up on our feet economically. To be able to provide, as they said, premium pay to those that had worked on the front lines to be able to 
if you if you felt fit as in a community, do you believe that your teachers, your fire, your police, the people who work at City Hall that all had to be in those offices day in and day out, do they deserve a, a little bonus for being able to do that when the rest of us were able to work from home safely in our homes? These are the types of things that they put in there because they recognize the federal government was recognizing every community dealt with it differently. And they were hoping that the leaders of their communities would listen to the people that they work for, their constituents, and be transparent about how they were doing it. Not just go out and buy it, spend it, because they don't have any problems spending it. Yeah, and I know in Worcester, I think, like the arts community said, mm-hmm. you know, no one's been wrecked mm-hmm. by COVID more than like the arts community mm-hmm. and theaters and stuff. So mm-hmm. so those people who are looking for money, and yeah. they're considering that. Um, I think Fall River. Yeah. Um, Maybe Pittsfield. But our art community was just, we had an arts fest that was just canceled out of yeah, the blue. they were going to try to build a whole tourism mm-hmm. campaign mm-hmm. trying to get people to Pittsfield and say it's the center of the Berkshires. Mm-hmm. You know, not not just slap a TV in a in an office mm-hmm. and call it a tourism center that's open from 10 to 4, yeah. Monday through and Friday. Again, this is no knock on the on the director of tourism. Right? Because I, I don't believe, like, I don't believe there was a big discussion as to how, what would it be best served for? And we're going to give you X amount of money. How can we best serve ourselves yeah. that and way? And if they were really, if they were really serious about it, they mm-hmm. say, well, we have to be open weekends and we have this money that we can use for tourism. So we'll staff it mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday. And we'll do special tours. But they're not doing it. that. No. It's just a front for a college in a city hall. Yeah. Well, those are your words. Those are my words. Those but are they're words. pretty accurate. But they are. Unfortunately, they are because it was very obvious. That's what they wanted the building for. They were not going to get a yes vote on that. And now they have the they have acquired the building. And what's even more shameful is that they're going to come back before the city council and say it's, you know, a $200 million building is now going to be $400 million, but it's well worth, you know, I'm just doubling it because right. I know that they're going to come back and ask for more money. And I, I really do hope my, that my fellow colleagues in the city council recognize the path of danger that we're going into the way we're spending money in the city of Quincy. This city can't afford it. People who live here can't afford it. So I know there were a couple other things in Joe Catalano's uh, September 21st interview that came up and Joe did ask about the animal shelter and the police station. Mm-hmm. So why don't we listen to that clip? Very good. About the animal shelter. I know that's another one on your back burner. Yeah, the animal shelter, um, quite frankly, that in the police station we've yeah. been struggling with over the last few months because of the, the cost of materials has gone through the roof. And uh, so we're we're probably going to have to go back to the city council for some additional appropriations on both projects. It's just it's just crazy the numbers right now. Really, that's what we saw. That sounds like he's coming back before you. Do you think he's going to value engineer some of the stuff and uh, no try to no 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 I and I think they should. I mean, a copper roof on top of the public safety facility. I questioned that at the beginning. It's not going to be enough though. But I would say that they would have to value engineer some of those things. And what's a real shame here is that. The, the animal shelter that is going to have to be relocated, I'm not sure where it's going to be relocated to because of the public safety headquarters. You know, that came before us, in, I mean, not before, I was not on the city council. I think that was back in 2017 when it was first originally brought before the, um, 2017, yeah. before the city council. It is 2021. So the fact that we're going to have to pay through the roof for that is not, again, not on not on COVID. It's on this administration and its lack of forethought to be able to say this was a priority. Right. It's been put on the back burner once again because there were other projects like, you know, we really, we really absolutely have to buy the buildings for an Adams Academy or for, for a, a presidential library. That was that was brought before us before. That's, a, that's another thing that's going to cost us hundreds of millions of dollars. Who knows when? We're taking more buildings. Everything that's come before the city council is acquiring buildings for pet projects for the future 
Right. None of us know what those that is. But this 2017, we knew that that's the location that they yeah. wanted the public health, public safety headquarters there, and they knew that they had to take care of that animal shelter. Yet in 2017, they came before us. So they would come back, and I wasn't on the council at that time. I think the council had asked them to see if they could trim. Yeah, because it was a, it was an enormous project, yeah. and they've never come back with new plans. Yeah, it's 2021, and they're not even before us. So and, four years to come back with. Revised plans. Revised plans. That's and, amazing. And they haven't come back before us. And now, not only are they not, they're going to come back, they're going to come back and ask for more money. Yeah. So they were supposed to make, they were supposed to downsize it to make it less expensive for the taxpayers. Instead, they're coming back saying, we're going to actually need more money. And they're going to use COVID as a... Yeah, it's an excuse. Yeah. And it's it, funny because in this interview, mm-hmm. he did say... Um, COVID gets blamed for everything, whether it's valid or not. So he says COVID can be used as an excuse, basically. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do you think that's what he's doing? I do. I think that I, I, you know, there are certain projects that, yes, they're, they're, they, they were supposed to start and kick off much earlier than they have, but they haven't. And 2017, an animal shelter, it's 2021. And for lack of a better term, they would just, they just kicked the can down the road until we got to here. And now they're looking for more money. They're going to, they have the nerve to say, I don't have to ask you city council how we're going to spend $46 million in federal stimulus money that's coming in for COVID. And I don't have to ask even even worse. I don't mind. You don't want to ask me? That's fine. You don't want to ask the city council? Perfectly okay. But I don't have to ask anybody who lives in the city of Quincy what their thoughts are or how this money should be spent because I know how to spend it. And then the next breath is, I have to come back to the city council and get more money because my projects are overrunning and um, it's because of COVID. Yeah, That's funny. And it's not funny in a funny way. It's funny in a very disrespectful way to the taxpayers of the city right. of Quincy. And that is not leadership. Yeah. You just read multiple communities that showed what leadership looks like. And what we see here is greed. Not, it's greed. And it's, you know, and it's scary because this administration used to be about the people of the city of Quincy. And now it's about their projects. And I don't know about I'd be interested in their who name these, being on buildings. These people know. are that gave him some project ideas. Yeah. You know? I'd like to know who was texting him, who was yeah. emailing him. But that won't be transparent either. Yeah. <laughs> so no. I'm just very disappointed because there are a lot of people hurting in the city of Quincy. Seniors are hurting. They're having a hard time with the taxes that they're paying. Everything has gotten more expensive. Everything has from from everything you purchase. Milk, food. food. Crazy. Yep. And Gas. then New families who have moved into the city of Quincy, people who have lost their jobs that don't work for this administration, who are looking for jobs. It's much harder than people think. Yes, there's a lot of jobs out there, but you're competing with a lot of people. It's it's a hard spot to be out there. And, and this was meant, again, the COVID money that came in from the federal government was meant to help everybody in the community, not just this administration and a piggy bank to spend it on whatever they wanted. So I think that does it for that. Do you know what time it is, Anne? It is my favorite time. (laughs) It's time for Listener Mail. All right. So these are short ones, and we basically posed a question. Do you Mm -hmm. think the mayor should listen to residents on the use of ARPA funds? Mm -hmm. So these are short. This is from Seamus. Mm Mm-hmm. It's disgrace what is being done with the federal COVID money. It's supposed to be used to help the people of Quincy and not the mayor's own personal agenda. Mm-hmm. This is from Janet. Hi, Ann. Police and fire received $10 million in overtime. Teachers were offered one-third the raise police and fire received, with very limited opportunities to make extra money to support their families during the pandemic. 
and she gives an example. Her husband was unemployed. Let's use COVID funds to support our school staff. We hired scores of teachers below salary scale, saving the city money. We have no lunch workers, bus drivers, or substitute teachers. It's disgraceful. Mm-hmm. I just want to jump in there because the, the the police and fire do get overtime, and that's built into their contract. Teachers do not get overtime, and these teachers were working tons of overtime during COVID. And you know that's something that that their union their union presence should be working into their next contract to see if they can somehow get overtime. But you know the police, the fire, and the teachers all during COVID were the frontline workers for. Our education. And they and shouldn't our, be pitted against each they other. They should never be pitted against each other. But my point about that is, separate from the fact that they they earn that overtime, that is separate from their day job, the police and fire. They're doing details. They're doing special projects. They're they're working overtime, yeah. but they're getting paid. But the teachers' contracts do not have overtime built into those contracts, and that's really, it's it's really difficult when you see that because those teachers worked above and beyond. They were, it was like doing two two or three. They jobs. had to learn a whole new way of teaching, basically overnight. Yeah, overnight. And, and they stepped up to the plate and they did it. And, and now they're in the contract negotiations aren't going well. And I'm not on the school committee. I just know that it's they don't have a contract. And it's, you know, it is that is exactly what premium pay is for. So, right. you know, it's an opportunity that they could they could, you know, they could iron out some things and work towards a new contract. Right. This one is from Josephine. Hi, Ann. I hope this isn't too off topic. <laughs> I wish the city of Quincy would put the statue of Abigail Adams and her son back in the center green space it seems like the centerpiece homage to only men the statue is beautiful and i don't know why it was removed during construction and never returned because this administration likes bigger and better <laughs> you know unfortunately i mean the, the adams park is absolutely beautiful i don't know what happened to those statues yeah that's a mystery i think i don't know what happened to them and you know they've never it's kind of they were taken away and never i heard a rumor that they were damaged when they were I heard, I heard that rumor, I don't too. Know if that's a rumor. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but I did hear the same rumor. But hopefully they will be back. I'm not sure where they're going to be going, but I don't think they'll be back in the in Adams. In, I, Adams Green is beautiful. But the city has plenty of space to, to mm-hmm. make another nice use of those statues. So mm-hmm. It's too bad they've been put away for so long. They should have had a plan for what they were going to do with them before they put them away. Uh, this is from Debbie. Should the mayor get public input on ARPA funds? Absolutely. <laughs> He should let us know what he's doing with COVID relief money. It's not like his to upgrade his home. Well, I do think he thinks the city of Quincy is an extension of his home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And this is from John. Again, that question. I have zero confidence that the current administration will will care what the citizens of this city has to say about anything. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty short and sweet. Mm -hmm. And this, this is from Bill to the mayor. Is there any chance you could advocate for seniors who have lived most of their lives in Quincy instead of developers who ruin neighborhoods. I've been here since 1964 and I might as well be invisible. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people feel invisible these days. You know, COVID has, um, has, has narrowed us and has put us in our homes and has prevented us from seeing people. We're now, now we're able to go back out and kind of be in the world a little bit. And you're seeing a lot of things that have changed and you are not, you, you, nobody told you what was happening and just feels like the rug has been pulled out from many people's legs in the city of Quincy. Like the de- the development and stuff that's been happening, and just roads are not getting fixed, and the way things are being communicated to them are afterthoughts, and people really do feel disrespected in the city. Yep, I've been knocking a lot of doors, Kevin, <laughs> and it's the same story everywhere, no matter what part of the city I'm in. Yeah, and like you said earlier, that some of the opera money could mm-hmm. be used to, to fix streets or even do more streets, right? Yeah. So or, they, t- or to not take out such a big bond because you have this money you can use yeah. for streets. So we took out a $100 million bond to take care of our streets. And that's not even covering every street in the city of Quincy. 
And that's one of the things you could use that money for. Maybe you don't have to spend $100 million, or maybe we could spend $140 million to fix the streets. But certainly we won't be able to do that because at least half of it has been spent on purchasing and acquiring properties that were never even thought of to acquire. Right. Mm-hmm. So that does it for listener mail. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just about it. One announcement I have, Quincy's annual food truck and music festival is mm-hmm. coming up Saturday, October 2nd from noon to 6. And it's at Coddington Street. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder why they don't have it at that new green area. I don't know. Seems like there's plenty of space back there. Um, but they have food trucks, bands, and kids entertainment. So That'll be a great time for everyone. Mm-hmm. I won't make it because I have to go to my niece's wedding, but I'm sure it's a great event. So I think that does it in this week for City Limits. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.